0: Well, hey everyone, this is Michael, and welcome to the Love Works Dreamers and Doers podcast. We are bringing you today episode number one hundred and twenty, and it's a Love Works where we believe that you are never too young to be a dreamer, and you are definitely never too old to get started working on that dream. If this is your first time checking out Dreamers and Doers, we just want to welcome you. Whether you realize it or not, you are giving the thing in life. That is absolutely the most precious to you, whether you realize it or not, and that is your time. And if you are returning to Dreamers and Doers, we just want to thank you. Welcome back. We know that there are plenty of great options out there in the podcast universe.
1: That's right. And our hope with the Dreamers and Doers podcast is that each week, our special guest is going to connect with you wherever you find yourself today and inspire you to become the best version of yourself for tomorrow.
0: Carolyn, before we jump into the best way that you become the best version of yourself, which of course is to highlight personal growth, I just want to make a comment about our intro and outro music. You You had your bop on today while it was playing. <laughs>
1: It's actually it, I think almost every time like I know you just mentioned this is episode 120 I think we had this song right at episode yeah. one and uh, it's it's been 120 episodes of me bopping so yeah no it's a it's a nice little nice little song.
0: <laughs> it really is a nice little song I mean you think by now that we would be in the 2.0 version of intro outro song and Yes. I'm still feeling like it's listening to it for the first time. So uh, that is super fun. Well, let's get into our personal growth segment because I really want to get into the conversation today that we're going to have with our dreamer and doer. Uh, Again, if this is your first time checking us out, we like to take just a few minutes and we like to talk about personal growth. And we like to do some of the heavy lifting for you and suggest some true resources that we have tested and not only us, the old people, but also to you (laughs) and our students here that have been a part of LoveWorks that they've gravitated towards. And we hope that some of these suggestions could really encourage you in your young personal growth journey. Today's gonna be a little bit different, Carolyn, and we're gonna talk about a couple of ideas, maybe from a high level inspirational uh, standpoint, but then also to the practical. On how, if you're listening to this, if you have an idea for a business or you've already started one, how you can grow it and how you can build it. So, Carolyn, kick us off.
1: For sure. So I love getting to share this resource with students, um, and it's kind of a program that I think is kind of starting to infiltrate the schools as teachers are picking up, hey, that this is a tool that students can use too. Um, And it's called Canva. Uh, Canva was started just a few years ago, um, and it has exploded as a graphic design um, platform that's hosted online. Um, And something that's really great about Canva is that it is uh, the the user interface is as simple as you can jump on and start kind of just making things, um, start creating really great graphics Um, but what I love about Canva is that they actually have a feature called Canva Design School and so as students are working on their businesses and they're building their businesses um, they can actually create high-quality graphics um, that they can make themselves and so the Canva School as you know you can just jump in and get going Um, but if you want something that looks really polished maybe looks even professional um, they have some really great tools on there that anyone can access that they can use to start building things like flyers social media posts and even websites. Um, and so and and it's free. <laughs> so pretty amazing um, for, for students, for anyone that's wanting to start a business. Really great resource to start with um, before you kind of jump into maybe the bigger things, but definitely a great place to start.
0: Great place to start. And if I can use it, you definitely can use it as well, too. <laughs> I just want to encourage you. So I'm going to rapid fire dreamers and doers at just a couple of different things. I'm going to approach it from two different angles. One is this, as you're listening, you're watching this and you're thinking to yourself, I've got an idea. There's a problem out there that really burdens my heart that I want to solve. What I'd encourage you to do is I would encourage you uh, to do two things. One, uh, find inspiration. And it's not hard to find inspiration out there via Google, or of course, a podcast like this, you can go back and re-listen to our 119 other episodes. But I would encourage you to pull out a paper, pencil. I know that sounds old fashioned. Maybe it's smartphone, a tablet. I don't care if you use lipstick on your mirror (laughs) or if it happens to be nice, good smelling sidewalk chalk, but I would love for you to list I would love for you to write down what are the things that you are seeing just out there in the world that you want to improve, that you want to make better, make that list of the thing out there, that thing that really just, again, tugs at your heart or makes you just feel like you are fully alive. I'm a big believer in just the power of the list. And then secondly, there's going to be my other encouragement. And now this is going to be along the lines of, of. Of of someone that may have something that's already started or established, I want you to get out there and get in as many repetitions as you possibly can. I'm a big believer in seeking out and being proactive and putting yourself and your business out there and taking advantage of as many opportunities as you possibly can find. I don't think... Uh, getting out there and representing your business and your product one time a year at one event is enough. I don't think that there are enough repetitions. You know, think about it like growing your muscles. The only way that you can grow your muscles is through consistent effort, but also too, by lifting heavier weights. It's the only way that you can grow your muscles. And I really believe it's the only way that you can really grow your business. Again, One event, one time a year, I don't think is enough to get in the repetitions you need to be able to communicate and articulate your business. Also, too, I don't think it offers you enough feedback. So my encouragement to make it practical would be this would be to be proactive and look for trade shows, look for farmers markets in your local area. We definitely, if you happen to use social media, of course, you can leverage online opportunities. And I'm going to give you this one. And Carolyn, this one is free. I want to encourage you to be CEO of the year. And so what does that mean? If you're not able to find a trade show, farmer market or use social media, there's a chance that during Christmas, Easter and other uh, a special family events that you could be the CEO of the party and talk about your business. You could sell it to F friends and family. I really just want to encourage you to be able to get out there and get in the repetitions. And I believe you can do that, potentially consider a platform like Canva. It's really going to give you an opportunity to be able to grow your business. Dreamers and Doers, we hope that a couple of those hacks and tips encourage you. As I mentioned, I'm really, really looking forward to, as I say each week, our conversation with our dreamer and doer. And so here's our forum. Each week we have the real fortunate opportunity. And I will say this. It is an honor uh, to be able to have a conversation with someone that we've identified that is a dreamer just not a thinker but they are a dreamer and they are a doer they put stuff into action and so we'll spend some time we'll talk about the dream story and what they're doing now but we really love to dig in and we love to talk about the early beginning what were some of those first steps and perhaps even obstacles and challenge that our dreamer and doer faced? and we hope it's going to encourage you to get from the place that you are today to the place that you desire to get to tomorrow. All right, dreamers and doers, let's meet our special guest. His name is Cody Blake.
1: Cody Blake founded Liquid Fish, a builder of websites for nonprofits, including YMCA of Greater Oklahoma City, Friends of Multisport, and Regional Food Bank of Oklahoma. His clients include two top professional basketball players, and Blake has served in many capacities with the entrepreneurs organization American Advertising Awards. Blake taught himself web development at the age of 15 in 1999 and relied on web development to pay tuition while attending the University of Oklahoma. Liquid Fish has won many awards, which have included Metro 50, Oklahoma Chamber of Commerce's recognition of the metro's fastest-growing companies and several American Advertising Awards over the years. Good morning, Cody.
2: Good morning. Thanks for having me on. Hey, Cody. How are you? Hey, I'm doing really good. I, I just want to say I love the name of the podcast, The Dreamers and Doers. I think it's so cool that to to have that name because it really does take both parts. You know?
0: Oh, it it, it definitely does. No, I, I appreciate appreciate that feedback. Cody, we're going to we're going to jump in, of course, to just our, our our conversation and launch into that first question. But our, our our listeners, our watchers know that we're based out of Oklahoma. You're not. Would you mind just painting us an envious picture of where uh, you are right now in the country? Yeah,
2: I'm in this little town called Malibu, California, where it's 74 degrees every day. You know, but um I, I I still come back and forth to Oklahoma and, and California. I, I split my time. Um you know, I have a business here now and you know, obviously Liquid Fish is back um the headquarters are back in Oklahoma City. So I, I am bouncing back and forth. Yeah.
1: Well, Cody, I'm a little bit jealous. I'm thinking of a, like a, like on the beach restaurant right now on, on Malibu, like on the PCH and I'm just, yeah. Um, anyhow, but Cody, thanks for complimenting our name. Um, the dreamers and doers podcast and this, this, this is a good easing for this first question here. Um, because Cody, we know you're a dreamer. We know you're a doer as well, but which one comes more naturally to you?
2: Yeah. It's a great question. I had to think about it for a little bit. And obviously a dreamer comes first, you know, for me, it's all that's, I live in a constant state of ideation, you know, call it Mm. dreams, call it ideas, big ideas. Um, The doing is something that I have had to actually work, work on a lot throughout the years. Um, But you know, obviously, having other people and surrounding yourself with with doers has, has helped me grow and learn about what that part of it is. But definitely more of a natural dreamer. <laughs> <laughs> Not too surprised that you that you went there. And I'm
0: very yeah. eager to hear, I know this is gonna come out just as we just unpack your life and your story, just where what some of the things you learned along the ways to really take those ideas, that ideation that you have and really put into play, into action. But first, Cody, if you wouldn't mind, we'd love to get to know you just a little bit more. And we'd love for you to just take us back to what life was like uh, growing up. And do any particular stories stand out for you, whether it's perhaps maybe in
2: middle school or in high school? Yeah, for sure. I have a few. So growing (laughs) up, I was a I was a very creative kid. Um, My parents were both artists. Um, I grew up in, you know, pretty like your average middle-class family. Um, but my, my my mom was a teacher. She taught art uh, at the school, at my high school. And then my dad is a craftsman with his hands in wood. And so he's always been building things his whole life for his career. Um, so, I mean, honestly, growing up, I didn't have a whole lot of like money or resources to do the things. And I think that was one of the really like the aiding factors that's pushed me to, you know, take risks, pushed me to, to want keep wanting um, to take that next step. But um, in particular, you know, I can I can picture a few times in in, um, middle school and in high school where, you know, I'd have these crazy ideas and uh, for businesses or for this and that to make a little bit of money on the side. And um, I started as I started doing those things and taking those risks and challenges, you know, my my parents were really like my main influence at that point in my life. Um they were supportive, but yet at the same time, there was a constant pushback and a constant, you know, probably like they didn't even realize what they were doing. But, uh, you know, telling me it's a, not a great idea or telling me, oh, you shouldn't do that because of X, Y and Z. And, of course, like when you're an adolescent, that just really drives you to want to do it more. Right. <laughs> but <laughs> Right. Um, it was it, looking back on my life in those years um, is rather interesting because had I not like had grown up in that environment, in that culture, you know, I think that really played a big part into like how I evolved as a, as a human. But um, I definitely appreciate, you know, every part of that, um, every part of that life, you know, um, whether just having great parents, but also just being able to come up on my own and my own in my own right with like my ideas and stuff, you know, my first, my first business, I started when I was like 10 years old. So, (laughs) you know, here I am now with, you know, 30 years later or whatever. So yeah, it's been fun. Well, Cody, I can relate
0: a lot to what you're saying, especially just even on the family dynamic. Uh, We're just, we're just going to have to park here for a moment if it's okay. Uh, we'd love to hear about what was that business at the age of 10, or you use the word crazy ideas. So I, I don't know if you happen to recall or remember what some of those crazy ideas were,
2: but would you mind sharing them with us? Yeah. So, okay. My first business was, was a, uh, I think I'm past the statute of limitations here. So I think I can tell you it was, I was a ticket scalper. essentially.
1: <laughs> oh my but, word. <laughs> but, here's,
2: but here's what, here's what, uh, here's how it all happened. It's like I, I'm i a huge musician, a big, big fan of music. And so I'd grow up, grown up listening to all these artists, um, you know, Napster and all, LimeWire and all these websites <laughs> that would allow you to listen to great music. Yeah. And uh, I started buying, I, I say I would do go out and mow a couple yards or rake leaves or whatever, and I wound up saving a couple hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. And I'd go online and I re- do that constant refreshing of the screen as soon as tickets go on sale. And I wound up buying, you know, over the course of the next two years, I wound up buying hundreds of concert tickets to all of these venues across the country that I would never even attended. Yep. But to people like Christina Aguilera, Justin Timberlake, Britney Spears, like those are, those are my okay. pop stars growing up. And mm-hmm. I would buy the tickets that I knew would sell out and I'd mm-hmm. sell them on eBay. Because Subhub wasn't around at the time. Sure. And I was able to, like, you just double my money almost every time and started flipping these tickets. And, oh, my word. <laughs> and I, yeah, I sold, bought and sold 60 tickets um, the year I was, like, 12 years old. 60 sets of tickets. And then from then it just grew. So, you know, like, I just saw an opportunity. I put all my money on the line and bought some tickets and then flipped them and then just kept doing it. <laughs> <laughs> Cody, I'm grateful that Carolyn is co-hosting today's because
0: I feel like this could really go off the rails. We have, a, we have more in common than I even knew. So that was one of the first things I did. I hustled concert tickets. Carolyn knows part of those stories. But then also, too, I really got into CDs and live concerts. And so that was another thing. So I had two things going on. I had the CDs that I would sell on eBay and then I would also have the concert tickets too. <laughs> That's awesome. That's so oh cool. Yeah.
1: <laughs> no, I was so. about to jump in and be like, not to give Michael away, but it sounds like there's a lot more mirroring in the story than uh <laughs>
2: Did you start a landscaping company next in high school? (laughs) (laughs) Not
0: landscaping. I should have. I did cut lawns, though. So that was definitely part of how I was able to do the things that I was doing uh, at such a a young age, especially in high school.
2: Yeah, I did that, too. I started in high school. I wound up doing about 45 to 50 yards a week. Mm -hmm. And I had I'd hired two of my high school teachers to come work for me. And then when I went off to college, they actually took over the business, yeah. left teaching because they were making more money doing landscaping than they were yeah. teaching. It was insane.
1: Yeah. Okay. That's wow. pretty crazy. Well, Cody, I'm sure you have more stories like this. I, oh, yeah. Michael, go ahead.
0: Well, I was just going to say, let's just go there for a second. This is so good. I, I'd love to hear whatever you'd like to share about just how you worked through that, you know, in that, those teenage years. So you have this entrepreneurial, you may not have used the words, but you surely have an, on. you're a visionary, you have an entrepreneurial mindset, you're out there making money. You talk about your, your parents who worked very admirable jobs. Your dad worked with his hands. Your mom was an educator and a teacher, but not necessarily supportive though, of this entrepreneur, this young entrepreneur. So how did you find yourself, Cody, working through that just in your family dynamic?
2: Um, well, I guess... Partly, you know, I I didn't care um, that they were afraid. I knew I I could recognize it as like at an early age, I could recognize that I was a a big risk taker and they were not. And um, that that was okay. We were just going to approach life differently. And that definitely um, created some conflict. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, we had to hash out a lot of things. I, I wound up doing a lot of things. Um not like secretively, but you know, on my own, you know, where you know it's like cool, you want to do that, go ahead. But, you know, they, they were supportive in that, you know, my dad co-signed on my a truck for me so I could start the landscaping business. My um, you know, things like that like definitely would would help me in. But um I think it's just you know, having the the courage to go out and try something. Um, I didn't and I still don't really look at the effort up front that taking that first step. I don't necessarily look to look at that as a, a like a pass or fail, succeed or fail um, mentality. It's more of like I'm going to do this and then I'm either going to have a lot of success or I'm going to learn a lot, you know, and so that's I really tried to apply that, throughout my life as I've grown different businesses, um, is like looking at that first step or even some failures, if you want to call them that, um, but they're really learning opportunities.
1: Cody, yeah. I love your perspective. Um and just the the cultivation of the risk taker, but also the creative side. Um, and now you just mentioning, you know, the 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 aspect of like, well, it's it's you win or you you learn. Um and that's I mean it's entrepreneurship to a T. Um mm-hmm. and it sounds like you were definitely doing things at a young age that maybe weren't so um considered normal. Um uh, <laughs> <laughs> like typical of like a, a teenage um, lifestyle and so um, it, was, it was part of your bio definitely gravitated towards this part of, about you learning or teaching yourself how to develop w- like websites um, mm-hmm. and then actually then getting to like pave the way pay for your own tuition through school and so i know that takes a ton of discipline you got school you got work you also have life uh, and it looks like you did it pretty successfully can you tell us what motivated you like as a student to take on such a challenging workload because that's most likely not what was around you
2: yeah i think great question i think being an entrepreneur it's going to be a lot more fun and you're going to have a lot more success. If, if you find something that you can fully uh, buy into and like it's it, that, that in itself, if that is fun, then the rest is history. Because if you're doing something like Friday nights, for instance, I was 16 years old Friday nights. I was learning how to put content into a database and retrieve it like from a, from code. Cause I just, <laughs> I really love doing that. I love problem solving. I love, I love figuring thinking of how to like what I wanted to create on 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 the screen and coding it and actually doing it and learning how to do it like the process of that of the ch- of seeing a challenge and overcoming it that's the that's what what gave me the, the motivation to keep coming back and doing that every day it's like it was the con it, developing and coding programming to me is a constant state of learning and challenge overcomes, finding a solution, you know, running into a roadblock and then finding a solution. And like, just, just that mindset of, of, of development of c- computer programming, um, really motivated me.
0: Do you happen to remember just out of curiosity, Cody, what drew you just to that computer programming to the point that you would spend Friday nights, uh, working on it Were a series of events or a class or, Uh, someone that perhaps that came along your path that kind of introduced you to it?
2: Yeah, no, I had a mentor at the time who was maybe five or six years older than me. And, uh, my mom would actually drop me off at his house, uh, when I was like 14 or 15. Um, and he would show me different things on, you know, in my sequel and PHP, these languages that were just not at the time coming out, um, and getting a lot of traction. And, uh, I definitely couldn't have done it without that mentor in my life. Um, really not just like showing me code, but uh, driving me and pushing me to like constantly do more, um, take that extra step, um, having that mentor, someone in my life who would encourage me. And also I could go to for, um, feedback questions and all of that really, really helped. Absolutely.
0: Well, again, if you don't mind, I'd love to park here for again, again, you talked through earlier, just the, your family dynamic that you work through. I'd love to have you just kind of speak into the friend dynamic. Mm. And so I guess I'm just thinking through just what my Friday nights look like at the age of 15 to 16. I don't know if I can share many of those stories on this podcast, <laughs> but uh, I and my friends were doing other things. And so I mean, you seem like a just super likable guy. Uh, I'm not sure like how many friends you had back at the age of sixteen, seventeen, but I'm just curious: what were others around you even doing and saying just about how you were investing uh, and choosing to spend your time?
2: Yeah, so I I was the guy that I was such an extrovert. You know, I'm a seven on the Enneagram. <laughs> if you know what that is, <laughs> um, I I had it was interesting because I had friends in almost every friend group that existed in, mm-hmm. in high school um, where I wasn't like just hanging out with one set of friends. I, you know, I had lots of different avenues and I was in a band I was in a rock band. I played drums. So outside of programming and being the drummer for my band, um, you know, I hung out at, at, with my youth group at church a lot and things like that. But I got the most, I had the most fun and lear- like just Learning and building on a computer, you know, like, even though I'm such an extrovert and being around people, I was able to kind of like bounce in and out of this creative mindset, uh, you know, music, whatever. And I think it goes hand in hand uh, with just the, the problem solving aspect of life, you know? Yeah, no,
0: Absolutely. Well, you mentioned earlier, Cody, that you started several businesses. Uh, there's one in particular that we'd like to hone in and spend a little time talking about. And talk about cool names. I know you commented about our name of the podcast, but how about the name Liquid Fish? <laughs> so, can you yeah. can you take us back to the origin and the beginning about Liquid Fish? Maybe even starting just with the with the name of it and what inspired you to start the company.
2: Sure. So yeah, it was 2005. I actually started the company in 2005, out of a, my little house. I just moved out of the dorms um, in Norman at OU, and I moved into this house. And the house was brick. It was red brick. And so I actually called the company Red Brick Designs in 2005, and it's still what the legal name is. And I did a DBA doing business as. I filed a trade name a few years later, and I changed the name completely, rebranded to Liquid Fish. Cause that red brick designs like that's it's kind of boring. <laughs> and at the time I was really big into scuba diving and uh, I was just getting into that and getting my certification and I just fell in love with the water and the fluidity, the, uh, the, the stillness and the peace of it all. And anyway, I just was like brainstorming on names and came up with, came up with this name of liquid fish and what that could mean for me and marketing and creating. And it's like, OK, liquid, uh, what is a liquid fish? It, it really it, it doesn't exist. But it's kind of in this amphibious being of, you know, of in marketing world and creating world of, you know, we are in land, we're in water, we ideate and we create from nothing. And so it was just this whole concept that derived to me. And I, I loved the name. It flew off the tongue and it was easy to remember. And so I just went with it
1: definitely I I love it too I love and the look of your website is so fun because it is definitely like a deep dive like when you log on and you're like oh my gosh I'm in the water Um, (laughs) one of your slogans is always in motion and so Mm -hmm. is this like a kind of like a cultural thing for you guys Is this something that you guys say a lot Um, how does that yeah how does that drive you guys
2: Yeah, for me, you know, there's really two directions that you can be going. Um, And if if you're a business owner and if you're if you're kind of like in this fixed position, to me, you're already dead. Like you're you're already on the decline. Mm. So being active, being being always in motion to me implies um, we're constantly learning, we're collaborating, we're pushing ourselves when we're moving Moving in a forward momentum, mm-hmm. um, and so that's that's why we have that tagline. Is you know we're always adapting, um, always learning, always our business. Honestly, our business changes every three years completely. Our entire business model has had to change mm-hmm. every three or four years, and sometimes flipped upside down. You know, right? Like for instance, now you can. There's so many different avenues to create your own. Whether like look at Canva, right? Like Canva is a great tool that allows everyone in the world to be a pretty great graphic designer. Like, of course you need some natural skills but you can develop some. And, uh, you know, to me, that's what it's all about.
1: That's super good. Well, I know Liquid Fish has worked on some pretty big projects, including like a website for Blake Griffin and an app for Brahms, but there's also another really big project. I'll call it a really big project. (laughs) <laughs> that we're super excited about because it involves students and the early program and so can you tell us a little bit about this new e-commerce platform and uh, why you guys decided to take this on
2: oh we love it we love the idea of of helping you know entrepreneurs at whatever stage they're in whatever age they're in get off the ground and go and i think um you know we're, we're partnered up with you guys to build this platform that will allow you know, all these entrepreneurs to be able to sell their products on these in one kind of larger umbrella store, but then have their own kind of storefronts um, attached. And I think that's such a cool idea, such a cool concept. Um, I think more people need to be doing that. And we may be able to use this as a foundational tool um, and uh, to build on, you know, for years to come. And who knows where this this could go. So I, I'm really excited about it. Um, I, and I love the idea of helping other entrepreneurs love it i I, just brings me
0: joy to hear you say and who knows (laughs) (laughs) where something like this can go but wow we so appreciate you the team at at liquid fish it's based here of course uh in oklahoma city um and just your and just your generosity and and I, I just love just the culture of just your company and just the attitude and the posture of the hearts to to give back as well too. So uh, such a such a big deal.
2: No, um, absolutely, yeah. Let's do it together. You know,
0: let's do this. I love it. So, Cody, you heard us mention in the top of the podcast about personal growth and and leadership development, and it's it it seems like you're someone that is constantly on. You're thinking of new and just fresh ideas, some that you've put into play, maybe others that are, you know, in the crock pot and they're simmering and and they're in the waiting phase and just period. Uh, just kind of curious, uh, how do you keep yourself just as a leader and as a professional, you know, just fresh and just postured for, you know, learning and, and growth and really getting out there and being a dreamer and doer? So are there any particular, you know, habits or disciplines that that you tend to think about and put into play, you know, each day?
2: yeah yes yes for myself uh, you know I've I've found being an entrepreneur being you know like at the top of the accountability chart whatever um, can be rather isolating Mm -hmm. it can be you know you sometimes you feel like you're on an island you feel alone I think one of the most important and beneficial things that I've done is surround myself not only with like people that are opposite of me so more on the doer side but really I put myself in in different groups, different organizations and friendships and relationships um, with other entrepreneurs with, you know, I'm iron sharpening iron. I'm a big believer in that. And I'm a big believer in that, like uh, me, myself, I need to be constantly learning and growing, too. And so having other business owners to bounce ideas off of experience, share, you know, like maybe not ask for advice. Um, But more along the lines of, hey, this is what I'm experiencing. Have you been in similar situations? That kind of stuff, I've found it to be really helpful. Um, And, you know, that's more along the lines of, uh, you know, equality, I guess, is like I'm surrounding myself with other business owners, but also put people in my life and kept them there that have been there and done that. And so offering wisdom um, and guidance along the way, because it can get... Pretty lonely from time to time. Yeah,
1: I love I love what you shared about that and and the mentorship aspect too. And um, earlier you shared about that uh, the mentor that that pushed you and um, encouraged you in web development. And Michael, it just reminds me of uh, just that that next big thing, right? Like you can't just go into the gym and lift the same weights every single day you're not going to get you're not going to develop past a certain point point. and so cody i love that you're surrounding yourself with people who are also going to push you forward and i think that's an important aspect is that we unfortunately can't draw it all from ourselves and that motivation just doesn't come uh exclusively internally um, yeah So it's super great advice and and things to think about, especially to go to go far, Um, not just to go as quickly as possible, but to go far. Um, And so I'm wondering now, Cody. I know you mentioned that you are a dreamer, um, and I'm wondering, do you have any dreams that you're working on right now?
2: Yes, I do actually. So out here, I I moved out to California to pursue one of my dreams, um, and I'm currently in beta a launch of my next app it's my first app that i have ideated on and, and created from the ground up um and we'll be launching that in the next 45 days to the world um, and it's we're targeting the top performing artists uh in the in the world like you know the biggest names that you can think of um, we're trying to build a platform um, for them to engage and connect with their fans in an immersive way that hasn't been done before. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when you talk about big ideas, this is definitely the biggest one I've ever had. That uh, It's definitely the one that's challenged me the most and that's pushed me outside of my comfort zone the most. But uh, I'm learning something every every day doing it. Wow. Cody, thanks for a, sharing that with us. If
1: you need a beta oh. tester, I'm here. But okay. <laughs>
2: Yeah, no, I'm excited to see where that goes over the next couple of months. It's gonna be a really, really fun adventure. Well,
0: I was, Carol, I'm glad you said that. I was gonna I was gonna go there and offer Cody. If you'd like our Loveworks team and the liquid fish team, I'm sure, would be happy to fly out to LAX airport. Yeah. We'll, well we'll even we'll even take it. We'll we'll go into LAX and uh how about we meet at the chart house on PCH <laughs> and we'll bring our phones and we'll do some beta testing. <laughs>
2: Well, I'm not sure on the LAX flights, but for sure, let's get you on the beta program, and you guys can help us test virtually wherever you're at in the world. There you go. I tend to prefer Burbank, but if push comes okay. to
0: shove, and you know, you only had limited time because of the launch. I mean, we just want to be, you know, uh, make it as easy as possible for you.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Okay, I'll keep that in mind. Thank you. <laughs>
1: Well, Cody, this next question I get to ask on behalf of our middle school students, um, and you know, imagine yourself maybe going into a time machine here. But if you could talk to your middle school self or even your high school self, um, what's a piece of advice that you would want to share?
2: You know, get out of your own head. Um, That's for me. That's been challenging over the years. To evolve and to grow as a leader, um, when there's the noise of this world is like, and you know, it's anti-entrepreneur. It's stay in a box, stay with what's comfortable, you know, run from run from conflict, uh, run from tough conversations, this and that. Like that's the; those are kind of like the easy, prefabricated way of doing doing things. And the antithesis of that is. Getting outside of your comfort zone, pushing yourself, you know, beyond what's normal for you, um, and looking at those things as like evol- an evolution of yourself, mm-hmm. to constantly be bettering, you know, bettering yourself. I think, um, I think that's the number one takeaway that I would like to share.
1: Sometimes I think <laughs> I just heard this yesterday is that sometimes I think we can overthink things. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I think that can definitely be the case. I know I'm guilty of that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Cody, a follow-up to that. One of the first things you said is just getting out of your own head, just any follow-up, anything else that you would, you would offer to, to do that practically.
2: Um, You know, I think, you know, you guys are familiar with the concept of the imposter syndrome. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's this belief that, that I have sometimes where like, I'm not a CEO I don't have what it takes to make these decisions or, you know, I'm now in charge of how many people's livelihoods and and clients and you know, it it just adds on top all of that pressure. But the truth is, um, is that I am, I'm here, I'm doing it. I'm learning something every day and looking at other people that have been in, in some of the most successful entrepreneurs you can think of, they still struggle with the exact same things. And so, reading books um, from other, other entrepreneurs, um, reading, like learning and doing like self growth and business, um, education ongoingly just through reading, I think has been very, very beneficial cause it's, it's like, Oh, I'm normal. I'm not, this is normal. You know, it's okay to have these feelings, but it's like, how do how, don't let them hinder you lean into them, learn like, learn what you're feeling and what that means, but then it provides a way to kind of like set it aside and elevate above it.
1: Mm -hmm. Oh, that's
0: good. I love it. Well, Cody, we just have one more for you. And we know that you have, you have an app to launch. And so we'll make this one 60 seconds. (laughs) And uh, This last question, it's called our dreamer and doer minute where you've already shared a ton of just great stuff. I've just so thoroughly enjoyed getting to know you more and your story but we want to just turn you loose for another 60 seconds and share whatever else just might be on your heart or your mind that would encourage this, the young dreamer and doer that is listening out there. So you ready?
2: Yeah, let's, yeah, let's do it. Uh, Okay, cool. So the big thing that I would say is like taking that first step, you know, it's, it's can be such a challenge and, and, and have a lot of different like fears and emotions that come with it. But kind of what I said when I started this podcast, it's like, Look at that first step is not necessarily commitment but more of a exploration like hey I'm going to go and explore this idea a little bit further and I'm going to go you know re- do some research and put together a plan and like really like hone in on what that that first step could be but I think many many people Most people who have an idea, just let it stay at that stage of ideation and sometimes even afraid to tell other people about it because they might tell them that no one wants to hear that their idea is not a great idea. Right. Like that can't that doesn't feel that great. But um, being vulnerable enough and believing in yourself enough to share your ideas and then explore and be a be a little bit adventurous, take a take a small risk. And overcome just kind of one problem at a, t- at a time as you're looking at launching a business. Um, and looking at it more of like a learning opportunity. Like, hey, I don't know how to do this. So let's see if I can figure that this first piece out. And then doing that again and again and again. And then all of a sudden, fast forward three or four years, you're going to have a thriving business, you know, exceeding <laughs> all your expectations. So I think just... Taking that first step is such a key, uh, a key to success. And like, obviously, if you don't, you're never going to get anywhere. So, might as well try.
1: I love it. Cody, thank you so much and and sharing what great advice and incredibly practical to break it down into baby steps. And uh, sometimes that first step is definitely the hardest one or sharing sharing it with the first person that you talk to can be sometimes the, the, the biggest leap. Um, and so just taking it and breaking it down to those baby steps is is big. And so Cody, thank you for sharing your story today. I loved getting to hear all of, all of the little dreams, all the stories and, and the way that it formed from um, a young Cody. All the way to now and what and just what you're up to uh, and that you're still dreaming you're still doing uh, and so thank you for sharing your story today and encouraging our students
2: no absolutely it was great to, to be here so we'll, we'll see where this uh, love works partnership goes to i'm really really excited about it oh uh, well, yeah we, we got your hands raised on that yeah
0: one. I <laughs> that's gonna be a good sign yeah cody before we uh sign off and and i and i feel with you it's gonna be it's not going to be a goodbye, but it's going to be, Hey, i see you soon. Hopefully in Oklahoma city or who knows, perhaps Carolyn and I will find ourselves out in the Malibu PCH El Metador area. Oh. But uh, for our dreamers and doers that are eager to maybe learn more about your upcoming project, what, and we'll include this in the show notes, uh, where could they possibly uh, find you?
2: So my new venture is called QVIS, Q-U-E-V-I-S. Um, we'll be launching in the next 30, 45 days. Like I said, yeah. You can visit cuvis.com, and um, we'll have all of our socials on there and everything. Right now, we're in stealth mode. You know, we've been in stealth mode for the last eighteen months, yeah. but we're coming out of that. And so, you can also follow me on LinkedIn, um, and then I'll keep I'll keep you guys updated. Oh, that is a huge deal. I know, I know it's a little early to say this, but. Congratulations.
0: I know yeah. you've been working hard on this and absolutely just thrilled for uh, where this next venture is going to go. Cody, thank you for making us better today. We'll see you soon.
2: Absolutely. See you guys. Adios. See ya.
1: Super fun. I hope he takes us up on the uh, the, the LA trip, but
0: <laughs> I think there's a chance. Maybe we should have said c and Trattoria in Venice Beach. And oh, absolutely. Yeah. We could have got him on, the gar- on those delicious garlic knots and the Italian music that's playing in the background. And uh, no, uh, wow, that was so, I'll tell you what, talk about a re-listen for me. Uh, Carolyn, I just unpacked just one quick thought, but I just love what was shared on the very onset of the interview, just about you know getting out there, putting yourself out there. And one of two things can happen. You can be successful or you can learn a lot. Boom. That was, a, that was a, right there. That was a mic drop moment.
1: No, I love what he shared about just the imposter syndrome side and how yeah. that insecurity and that doubt sometimes still lives there. Um, but his statement of like, but I'm here, you know, I, I made it here and it's not by accident by any means. And I think that's the case for a lot of folks is that, you know, maybe they experience those things, but you're not there by accident um, and that this journey is not just a, a coincidence. Um, I, I would I strongly believe that. And so i really love getting to hear getting to hear that aspect too uh, so well cool. i have a recommendation
0: and we went this too, but we went there as part of the conversation but then also to like you know with your business of course the aim is to be successful and it's it's to make a lot of money uh, right and be profitable and you have the opportunity to uh, you know lead a you know lead a team and improve their livelihoods but then to be able to use your business to give back and LoveWorks, I know, is just one example of an organization that's been the beneficiary uh, of a business like Liquid Fish, and of course others um, that Cody has been a part of. So, all right, Carolyn, I just had to get that out. Go there. What is your nope. what's your next podcast recommendation?
1: All right. I've got uh, one from a little while back. It's episode number 32, and it's called Impacting Others in the World of Business. And that's with Armand McCoy, who's also in the marketing industry. And so if you liked hearing how um, Cody was able to impact those uh, in a positive way, it's another great podcast to check out.
0: I love that recommendation. We just saw Armand at the time of this recording at an event just a couple of days ago. And that's our, that was our first Oklahoma statewide kids business competition pitch event. We had 40 kid businesses that were out there selling. They were pitching their hearts out. We had a final Shark Tank. And then we had the opportunity to have Liquid Fish join us on stage to make the big announcement of our e-commerce site that's going to be going live later this year. And Armand McCoy was there. Speaking of beaches, I remember this podcast because I was in Panama City at the time of that <laughs> recording. We just love Armand. He's now actually a teaching over at the University of Oklahoma in pursuing that dream, which is really, really exciting. Well, dreamers and doers, if you want to learn more about LoveWorks, you can check us out. You probably know the place, but I'll remind you, it's loveworksleadership.org. And we'll also point out one feature that you may or may not know about. But it's a click or tap, a tab, to be able to ask either Carolyn and I or a future guest a question. And so whether it happens to be related to a dream you're pursuing, perhaps you feel stuck. If it's about life and leadership, we would want to do our best to give you a life-giving answer. So definitely check out that feature. And always remember that real leaders, they don't blend in, but they stand out.
1: Dream big.
0: (laughs) And do your dream. See ya. Bye-bye.
1: Bye, everyone.